0: You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round two and review of round one of the 2024 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Chipping! Chipping! The best way to add insult to injury. Uh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreons. It's because of you that we are able to keep this project going. Head over to patreon.com MLSFI now to find out how you can become a supporter of this podcast and everything that goes along with it. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest and a very familiar voice, Tyler Ranchinator Norman. How are you all doing tonight? Doing great. Raved a blizzard to get here. So happy to be here.
1: Oh, you drove through the blizzard too? I did. Yeah. You got some blizzard where you are? Oh, okay. Yeah, hail blizzard. But yeah. Tyler
2: and I don't live anywhere near each other. I know we're both (laughs) Sounders people, but the distance is vast, and so that's
1: uh, impressive. Yeah, just a few dozen miles. Yeah.
0: That's right. No, we have a, a Seattle-heavy show tonight as far as uh, the co-host and the guests goes. So, yeah, no. Content-wise, no. It uh,
2: never comes up.
0: Personality-wise. Um, we'll do real quick. Just let's uh, let's recap our, our scores real quick and how we did. Uh, Ashley, do you want to go first?
2: You guys, I would. We talked briefly about how we were going to kind of skip over some of these things because there's a lot to talk about, and I was pissed because this is the best start to a season I've ever had. So thank you for asking, Reed. You're welcome. Um, I talked a lot last week about wanting to do as little scrubs as possible, which of course meant I had four this week. As many (laughs) as you can have. I perfected a lineup that I thought was so foolproof to only do one maximum two scrubs. And then I just threw it all away for my 136, 28 overall ranking. I won all my head-to-heads. I had to bring everybody in off my bench which is classic me um but a lot of that was i think things that hit for other people right like we'll talk about it uh melanda for charlotte hit for me you have to bring those points in i didn't think that was anything other than like a 0.3 price rise maybe three or four points and then um i'm sure i'll get flack from tyler for this but for my bench striker i'd i'd been kind of on ramirez as an opposite of cucho who I'd read was projected to start. Um, I didn't want to pay the Kucha money, but I ended up paying the Kucha money for Denis Bawanga when I saw that Sounders lineup, when we started to hear about this Sounder being out and that Sounder being out and a new Sounder being out. And so I bet against my own home team, but it got me 10 points, so I had to bring that in as well. But, you know, most of of my plays were the same as everybody else. Um, So some things I was disappointed with, but generally that calendar PK save... Um, I know people who went with Miami defender over calendar goalkeeper were, were, pissed. Um, that was lovely for me. So yeah, best, one of the best starts I've had this season. I'm a slow burn, as you know, Reed. I packed <laughs> Champions League in, uh, round three or round four. Um, so to, I, I can't maintain, there's no illusion in my mind that I'll stay here. Um, I mean I'll stay close but not here. So twenty eight overall for for round one it was, was a good a good time
1: for me with, with one thirty six.
0: Tyler. Um
1: do I have to do this section? You don't <laughs> you can skip it. I yeah. skip it a lot. Um <laughs> I um Reed got to see how pitiful my score was this week, because we were Uh, head-to-head. What a bummer. I I was beating him for, like, a majority of the week, and then RSL lost their clean sheet really late, and of course I went McMath over Calendar, so uh, I lost 10 points. I would be at 126, but instead I'm at 116. And I also got a little puny price rise of 2.1. so
2: so much money right now Tyler I
1: know I'm on a I'm on a little budget right now so you might see some of my picks reflect that going forward good, good for
0: you uh, well, I also had a strong opening, uh, not quite as strong as Ashley, and it's a- amazing how much the points matter because I scored 134 points. Ashley, you were 136, and I ended up 52nd overall. So yeah. a huge, Twice a huge yeah. place right there. Won all of my head-to-heads against yes, uh, Tyler as you, but also I I beat Skylar during our our MLS host invitational head-to-head. So that was that was a nice win right there. And I'm currently first in the FC Cincinnati. League. Uh, we'll see oh how long. Oh my god! Long. I'm
2: still like sixth in the Sounders. League. The Sounders <laughs> League hot throw. It's it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Only, I'm uh,
0: fifth. I'm it's okay. I'm
1: only eight hundred and twentieth right now. It's okay. It's You'll, come You'll
0: come back. You'll come back. You
2: got time. That's back. what I do. I climb the ranks. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Pleased with a lot of the choices that I made, especially with some of the bench options. uh Midfield did not perform quite as well as I wanted to with my RSL players. Uh, pitiful scores. For, for a double game week for that, but fortunately the the messy cap really came through as it did for many of us. As we said last week, you couldn't go wrong if you were capping him okay. just because so many people did and it was evident in the points uh, right there. Gained $3.5 with my value. Yeah. That's the big thing. That's going to be part of what we're talking about tonight because that's going to be very important for the momentum going Forward with yep. the show. Uh, so, quick recap, but don't worry. After this quick recap, we are going to talk about the questions and the discrepancies that have come out about player scoring with the points that they're earning. So, that is coming up very shortly with the show. But let's do a first quick little recap from round one. Fantasy relevant topics that we want to take away and make sure you are all aware of, Ashley.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to highlight a, a couple of players, and I know I, I'm trying. I'm going to try to not overlap. Um, I see a decent, I only engage so much, but I saw a decent amount of, you know, should we fade Messi? Should we not captain Messi? No. Messi was on a double game week. He produced exactly like we all thought he was. Honestly, the one goal was shockingly low to me, if anything. The fact that that guy produced the amount of points he did on double. 20 is not, like, crazy, and I know was going to come in here with his Benteke points in a minute and try to shut me down, but... I, I mean, Messi is Messi, home opener. I think that he and the team looked better than I thought they would. Preseason had me scared, too. We talked about this um, in our buildup and our round one. So I, I was a, a little less messy than I normally am. But, you know, he put out a great performance. Uh, I talked about uh, Melanda and Privet for Charlotte in my def- defender picks last week. Which it's not like I don't I didn't invent those two people I know that a lot of other people had them on their radar, um, but man was it cool to see him score that goal. That was shocking to me because you just don't expect your budget pick defender to score a goal and keep a shutout week. Heck one. Yeah, I mean Heck he yeah. was just the highlight of my week. We were watching that game, and as the goal went in, it looks like the other the person who assisted the goal actually crossed the goal line. And as they reviewed it and realized he didn't, I just couldn't, you know, because I said to Spencer, I was like, you got to put this budget kid on your bench. He didn't do it. Bam. Um, oh, so that Spencer
1: was, and I are like,
2: well, that was a really fun thing to see. Uh, and that was a, a definitely a fun moment to watch budget players hit, right? Yeah. Um, Dani Wanga for me was another one. Again, I don't feel great about that because I was literally rooting against my own team. But as we start to get into how these new point productions break down. Um, Denis Bawanga is someone who benefited from these key passes and those types of things. And so he put up 10 points with just an assist, which um, I don't want to say that's not nor traditional of him, um, but I found that to be a little inflated and you know was I was happy to bring those points in even though I wasn't happy to see him succeed on a personal level. Um, and then I talked about him oh, in my midfield section for some of our preseason stuff and definitely our Eastern Conference preview, but Forsberg for Red Bull, to me, looked fantastic. We were able to watch some of that game. He was super involved. He, I think he hit the the woodwork if, twice, possibly three times. I think three. Yeah. Um, and he just looked active. And we'll start talking like this in what I'm calling the new generation um, of FMLS scoring, Uh, which is just, he looked like a player that will benefit from this scoring system. And so um, he got eight on nothing. He did nothing, there were no goals, uh, and that I think is a fantastic score for someone who had no goal contributions. So he's definitely a player to watch for me um, and had really good production this week. Um, Something that was interesting to me was that there weren't a lot of shutouts, and so making the right defender choices were key. There were a lot of defenders who didn't get shutouts, who posted fives, Zach McGraw, Campos, a couple of others, um, and so just identifying those and going back through the, the stats of each game um, is something that I think is going to be important when uh, there was weeks like this where there wasn't a big shutout. Um, I was impressed with some of the new players, most notably Forsberg, and also the CCC impact seems pretty real. Um, I think my big swing and a miss was going with Torres from Orlando because he'd had such a great midweek week week and he just flopped with a three and he is a player who I expect to benefit from, you know, this new scoring system and he just didn't, um, the kind of the last comment for me is uh, there were some great value players in because the starters were carrying a knock or not fit. Um, and I think you're going to see some of those starters start to work their way back in. Matt Bielska, Walker Zimmerman, a couple of others. Um, so just really lineup watching, I think is going to be great. I, I, you guys know, I love me a value pick in defense, midfield, striker. Duncan McGuire last year was my budget pick a couple rounds. Um, but I think it's important. It's definitely important not to bank on them to have a backup plan, um, as some of the starters start to to. You know creep into the lineups the last like kind of plug i'll give here is um i I don't think i complained about it to anyone other than myself and my husband but for me on my iphone now the app allows you to see stats again it used to only when you tapped a game that was currently playing it would direct you to apple tv it would say watch that on apple tv you couldn't click the live game stats anymore and that has returned this year and that i know we're going to talk a lot about stats and you know some positive and not so you know stoked lights but i can't tell you how stoked i was to see that back in the app mid-game to just check up on you know how people were doing and things like that um and so i I was really happy to see that return because you don't need to plug apple tv to me anymore i already got it i will pay for it you're good don't put it in my fantasy app get it out of my fantasy app and so i'm glad to see it gone
0: so I've got to use just the the web interface with it. That's that's what I'm doing, Tyler. You know I hate that, Tyler. <laughs> I do that
1: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some players that I was really impressed with. I'm just going gonna go ahead and say like the top scorer Messi doesn't count on the Wii. Um, he wasn't ben, the top
2: scorer. Messi wasn't. Oh the top did?
1: Player. Oh right. He got point corrected down. He
2: got point corrected. Yeah.
1: Uh, right. Benteke was one that we looked at in the article, and we mm-hmm. named. We, I say we, as in uh, Brandon and Matt, Brandon, Matt, and I, because we got a team now. Uh, We were talking about him really, really early, and we were talking about how he's going to be so dominant in aerial duels and all this stuff. Of course, we're not counting that, but he still scored a hat trick and he had 13 key passes as a forward. Like he, I know that they were down a man or they were playing against a 10-man team, but they. Yeah. They still looked really dangerous. Spenteke could have scored, like, four or five goals in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even one of them was a challenge to a header against the goalkeeper that he scored. Like, he's not afraid to get hit at all. Uh, on top of that, Pirani for DC mm-hmm. looked really good as a playmaker. He had, I think, six without any goal contributions. Yep. And he just... He looked more like in the Click role Than where Click was Than Click was supposed to be And to me that was a little bit surprising But maybe Pirani is the guy Going forward instead of Click right. On another note For a different team though That last game mm-hmm. From yesterday was A really fun one to watch 1-1 game But it was action Packed Yep. so much going on and what i took away from it is la galaxy's front line is going to be so hard to stop going forward because mm-hmm. they're when peck uh pooch and paint you know all get together and they're on this yep. on the same field at the same time oh mm-hmm. yeah and Joveljit, Ju- Jovel, whatever jungle juice you know what? uh, they're they're going to look so good. And I'm yeah. I'm worried that they might even finish top of the conference if they get clicking. No. And, and No, 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 no. I'm serious. If they avoid injury and get clicking, they might be top of the West. I think, yeah. That's, we, that's my we, bold statement. <laughs>
0: okay. Um,
1: thoughts on the week, though? It was a pretty chaotic week in terms yeah. of both fantasy and MLS play. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people had complaints about fantasy stuff. We'll get into that later. Yep. Uh, but actual MLS play, though, there was also some weird things, like a Sam Vines' own goal that mm-hmm. made no sense. Uh, Messi chipping someone on the floor. like there <laughs> Two a lot red of, cards. Two red cards. One shouldn't okay. have been a red card because all Marky did was fall down. And, mm-hmm. it, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Okay. But the one takeaway that everybody should take from this, I look back at the scores. Mm-hmm. The away team only won a single game this weekend.
0: Congrats, Christian. Yeah, I was going to yes,
1: say just Minnesota? Just Minnesota. Wow. Home teams had a seven seven wins, seven draws, and one loss record. Crazy. Which,
0: that's, that's actually something to say for the away teams as well, though, coming away with that one point.
1: Yeah. 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 So we had... Pretty pretty even with the away teams, but seven wins for, for home teams, too. Like, that goes to show that MLS itself has a huge home field advantage.
0: Yep. Said it for years. Yeah. It is it is real in MLS, more mm-hmm. so than other leagues. More so than yeah. other leagues, 100%. All right. Uh, I'll wrap some stuff up. Um, again, some players that I thought uh, who impressed just, just watching. Um, Brian Gutierrez, uh, he could be creating some... For Chicago, uh, he had, had some good results there, but also Herbers. He was the real standout for value on Chicago. I know before we started with Chicago this year, we were saying maybe their defense, I don't know, they're all new question marks, still question marks. But a couple of uh, attacking options right there to look at, one with some great value we'll mention again in just a second. Um, Anthony, yes, Anthony with the goal for Portland. Um His two goals, he had two goals. That's all sorry, we wanted to yes. say. A- Anthony with the two goals for Portland, big signing, young kid coming up from Brazil, uh, exciting. I know we all talked about uh, who may or may not start for Portland, and uh, this, this was the way to go for, for Portland. But I do want to put some caveats there with Portland. Mm-hmm. All of their production came straight from goals and assists, and the way it looks like the stats are going, those underlying bonus points are going to be, as as usual, helpful for the consistent fantasy production. So Anthony got the two goals. That's fantastic. Wasn't generating a lot of key passes, though, which is going to be necessary for that sustained production that we all are going to want to see. Um, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about a lot coming up. So love to see the production. Definitely someone to keep an eye on. Expect more from him from the season, but could end up being more of a boom or bust uh, than than others. I just then, want to point
2: out that Tyler and I did not bring that up, nor did we pay Reed You did to not. say
0: that. No, you did not. I went through there. I mean, <laughs> uh, Eric Williamson is another one who got a goal, looked really well, good value there in midfield, but, again, not mm-hmm. a lot of those underlying stats. So boom yep. or bust players right here hitting us. And, again, just just, and just give me a couple of seconds, and I'm going to get to that that content about the stats. Uh, and I will also agree, surprised about Miami, uh, that they only gave up one goal after that atrocious preseason performance but makes me feel a little bit better about some of their defensive options as well going forward especially after the double gaming and what that could be Uh, before i talk about the price changes i want to just mention a couple of other bargain players who had strong scores and are super cheap right now as was already mentioned some of these are because of injuries or players who are working back into the lineup so keep that in mind But if nothing else, they're good backup options to keep your eye on when those other players may be unavailable. And if they do start, you're likely going to see some price rises from these players because of them outperforming their anticipated average points. So for the next round or two, these could be some of your cash cows for how to build your value, your budget value early. I'm looking at you, Charlotte right now so starting off right there with the fence um, melanda and privet 5.0 from charlotte they're going to definitely be earning some some value in the next round or two shane o'neill from toronto 5.3 has a great little value there kip keller 5.0 at cincinnati keep an eye on him though with miazga coming back likely not going to be in there but as i said last week anticipate him to be a pretty go-to substitute for sliding into that back line and is a, a fantastic value uh, George Campbell at Montreal, 5.5. Taylor Washington at Nashville, 5.5. Watch the the players coming back. Um, Dylan Nealis Red Bulls, 5.5. Derek Williams, Atlanta, 5.2. But they're on a bye this week, so don't forget that. And Damian Lowe with Philly, 5.5. There's several others, but those are some guys I thought stood out that may be mm-hmm. more viable um then some of the rest who got some of those scores but super cheap there to help make your fantasy teams go go strong or to add them onto your bench to try to at least farm the value that they will likely make uh going to midfield just a few options Diego Gomez Miami we all saw that 5.9 going to be earning some value there um Fabian Herbers there we go 5.5 like i said had a strong i think it was 11 points Definitely going to be mm-hmm. earning some value with that 5.5. Then Quinn Sullivan at Philadelphia as well. 6.9 had a good score. So keep an eye on that. And finally, a couple of forwards just to mention Anthony. Uh, 7.5 had that, that good return. And then a Dante Sealy at Dallas, 5.0. So those 10 points. 10 Sealy points did. right there. Yeah. So not saying all these guys are going to be... Just huge breakouts go-to's. But yep. in this early part of the game, a lot of these names right here are going to earn your team value, which will pay off in dividends lay, later in the season.
2: Can I touch just briefly on what you just said, which yes. is a term we say sometimes, but don't always go into detail, which is just farming value. So as an example, I'm not incredibly confident that Charlotte can will go to Vancouver and hold a shutout this week. However if Milanda just plays because of the price haul or the point haul that he had week one, he should still price rise. If he gets two points with a 16 point total for two games, he should still price rise. Um, And so it's important to kind of think of that as you do some bench plays in this early week of who, based on the system we know, who should and could go up in price just from playing because of previous week scores. Um, and so I appreciate all those shout outs you just gave because I think that there are several names on that list who, as long as they play 60 minutes, should still go up in some value this weekend.
0: Yes, absolutely 100%. Um, so the, the other topic that we have to discuss tonight is of course, about the price changes. Um, or not sorry, not I keep calling it price changes, is of course about players earning points. And we know, as we talked about in the last show, go back there and, uh, and go ahead and get the preview of it. As we talked about last show, there are several changes that happened to uh, how players score and how they earn their points. The reason for this is because, near the end of last year, MLS entered into a partnership with a new stats provider. It's the same company that does the game for Bundesliga. So a very reputable, very cutting-edge company that is it's super great. Um, partnership for MLS but we're moving away from Opta essentially is what this means Mm -hmm. so uh, we have a new company that's providing the stats new integrations are happening with MLS and everything is not playing out as planned so as Tyler alluded to points from aerial duels and shots at goal blocked have been removed from the game There's a note in the official rules, but players will not be earning any points from aerial duels won or goals blocked, um, shots that goal blocked. The second one was a little bit of a controversy this last week because it looked like that players, it was listed as a defensive bonus, but it looked like the players who took the shot and had their shot, so Messi would take a shot, it would get blocked, he was earning points. For having his shot blocked instead of a defender earning points for them blocking the shot. And that was a huge, a huge problem for a lot of us. I don't know if that's what led to the stat just being scratched for this year. Sure. I assume that's what it was with just some internal coding um, or or mapping of how that stat was coming. But so that's a big takeaway. Aerial duels one. I know I saw a comment on Twitter about Benteke being a huge generator of Aerial Duels 1. That's true. It's not going to matter this year. I have so, that. You did you in, had that in this stat.
1: last game, just this last game alone, he had thirteen aerial duels won. See, that's that would irrelevant. Four, I know, but that would have been four added points that's if right. it was a stat. Woulda, so,
2: coulda, shoulda. Yeah. Not I'm, I'm just modern pointing game. it out. Modern game, modern
0: game. Just, just think about 2025, and the goals box is gone. Uh, another <laughs> huge update, and this may be breaking news for people who are listening to this. Uh, Hold on, s- I gotta get. Okay, go ahead. Just, okay, go, go that. ahead. This, th- mm-hmm. We're still looking into this to, to confirm, and it, and it may change, but as it stands right now, it looks like players will no longer receive credit for a clean sheet if they sub out and then their team concedes later in the game. Um, for those of you who have listened to us for a while, we call this the Madronda. Madronda. It, uh, the Madronda for our, <laughs> our, our friend from Sporting Kansas City. Uh, it looks the like... Service. And the Sounders, that's right. RIP, I did it several times here. <laughs> well, I think it was popularized when he was at It was. No, it was SKC it originated
2: SKC. it, yes.
0: So RIP to Madronda, but this has been a huge impact in the past of, yes, your player comes in, plays 60 minutes, gets that clean sheet, gets subbed out, the team concedes, that player has kept the clean sheet points. That appears to no longer be the case. Not mm-hmm. sure if that's a coding error and can be fixed, or if that is just the way the new stats company records the points. I've heard both comments that that is just a uniquely Opta uh, way of keeping score and that other companies don't do that. That may be it. That's the important takeaway though to remember when we're looking at these stats. Depending on what the pages and the companies are using, they may be different. So if you're going to a website that gets its data from Opta, it's likely not going to be matching what we're seeing. So, Um, but it looks like that those clean sheets are not going to be there. And that is a huge impact all of this the the block shots yep. and the clean sheets a huge impact on defensive players and should factor into your choices uh, Can on I the make bright one side positive to that go for it
2: i sit so stressed after 60 minutes watching a game when another defender gets subbed out and my defender doesn't and now yeah. and now really if this is if this is real you that stress doesn't have to exist for anybody else anymore because okay. it's just till the it's, it's to the end of the game, so yep. there's none of that thirty minutes of
1: you know when when Matira gets subs out and Beasler is still on the field. Yeah, I, right.
2: I mean I think you can tell how I feel about it, but I did just want to point out the <laughs> silver lining. I'm a person who, is, as soon as something I don't like happens, I immediately try to find a silver lining so I can get through it. Um, that's what I came up with today when we were talking about it, Reid was the silver lining is at least if it is if it is factual, there's no more of that thirty minutes of will they or won't they keep the shutout and somebody else's defender got subbed out and
0: how many people had that guy? You don't have to do that anymore, maybe. It just is. But no, that's a big change. We want to make sure people know. On the positive side, uh, key passes seem to be even Mm. more impactful than we Mm. thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Um, Those are generated by assists which lead to a shot at goal and participations in shot at goal directly. So shots at goal, shots on target, all of these are factoring into key passes. And so... A lot of players were really generating a lot of points, and that's just been the cause of so much production that we've seen from some of the forwards and some of these attacking players. And why I had concerns about players like Anthony before is, if they're not getting those goals, if they're not earning those assists, if they're not having those underlying bonus points, they're going to be missing out. Because it can be easily 3-4 points that a player is going to be earning just from those key passes depending on how well their team is doing with taking those shots and so you add that up three, four points for that, two points for playing, five, six points right there as a floor for a lot of players, that that could quickly add up if they're able to get some more production. But those are going to be so key. And if they're participating in those actions, the better the chance they're going to have at goals and assists. So that's what we wanted looking for. So a lot of that's going to factor into choices going forward. And finally, I just want to say, because I noticed this when I was looking, and I saw it mentioned in, in Discord at one point, uh, Gabe Siegel, who is playing for Houston, but is listed mm-hmm. as a New York City player still because I guess of a late transfer whenever that happened. Did play, did earn points, it's but horrible. has no stats or anything whatever in the game. It's all, it's all very screwy. So if you had Gabe Siegel, congrats. Uh, <laughs> but there's some weird stuff going on in the background that makes it just look very strange. And he is playing for Houston. But if you want him on your team, you're going to have to go to New York City's page to to get him so just some strange stuff right there We uh, won't go over all the changes from last week that we mentioned but that is available with last week but want to make sure that everyone heard the updates about uh, those price changes if you have any questions hit us up on twitter head over to the discord channel and just feel free to ask there we will do what we can to make sure that people know and spread the word about those updates All right, uh, that's the the huge update, but also we're going to have some updates about the leagues and players returning from injury and CCL, so stay tuned for our housekeeping right after this. Welcome back to the housekeeping section for round two. Uh, Starting out with a quick league update, Uh, the MLS Fantasy Insider patreon leagues are are full with the the uh, insider exclusive leagues for for our patreon supporters Uh, super gonna be a lot of fun happy to see all the people who are there we have the prize league and just the fun league and then also our patrons had first shot at open spots in the mls fantasy boss pro rel league system so very excited to see a lot of you all joining that uh, family uh, the pyramid family right there for for that system as well there will be opportunities for others to join uh, we are going to have the the fantasy combine league starting back up soon which is serves as a wait list but the patrons will always get the priority for filling that and then i do keep track of who's in the combine to just blast out the emails uh, as needed with hope we'll have more than a week next year to make that a little bit easier um, but you can find out more at MLS. At the for the patreon at patreon.com mlsFI uh, speaking of the pro rel leagues uh, I had a little bit of a flub when setting those up I got them all set up so that I could send out the links and I forgot that last year I had to have Blaine and Ashley come in to help change to help do that on their own because I'm not able to leave the league and appoint a new manager just got got my game systems mixed up when I was setting this up and so um, unfortunately, Ashley and Blaine aren't running a league this year. I'm not even in a league, I don't think. You are in the host's Insider. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All but, right. but you will return to that. Your husband got relegated. It's okay. So, oh, and
2: then he didn't check his email, and then he didn't even get in. So he there we go. Going <laughs> in on time.
0: There you go. He was so, like,
2: "Oh, I'll join it right now." I was like, "No, nah, that's not how it works." Scrub, so we kicked
0: you out. Scrub, scrub. Uh, but so no, we had the Champions League with thirty teams, veterans with thirty, homegrown with forty, development league with sixty. It's gonna be super fun, and all of you get to play against me this year. So my club, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, so it's gonna be a wild ride.
1: But uh,
0: very excited to have everyone in there and the combine will be coming up to have the wait list. But again, priority goes to patrons. But you'll at least be on the list when I blast out emails reminding people and letting them know about the updates. Uh, as far as the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues, the Discord League, the Experts League, uh, prizes, non-prizes, all of that has been posted. I won't go through the updates right now because I know we got a lot to cover. But after a week or two, we will we'll start talking about who is winning in the leagues and it's going to be a lot of fun. So what's happening in round two, though? When is all that starting? We had the crazy midweek to start the the season, but we have a little bit of time this week to think about our round two teams because everything starts Saturday, March 2nd at 2 o'clock p.m. with Minnesota versus Columbus, and then everything just filters down from there in our typical Apple TV uh, rolling games system with 738 39 310 30 games and then we have one game New England Revolution versus Toronto FC uh, an interesting on Sunday an interesting Sunday game if you're planning uh, any kind of switcheroos or or uh, shenanigans like that uh, we'll talk about that in just a second as far as double game week teams nobody is on a DGW this week so it is a normal round and as far as bye teams go Atlanta is your buy week team with definitely 4.0 player options right there so if you do need to stretch your budget some and you don't want to use some of the value picks that we mentioned ahead of time i don't know why you wouldn't because we've got some guys who are definitely going to be earning points uh, but if you need some 4.0 scrubs those are available and you can check them out at atlanta conca Calf champions cup is still underway so we do have teams who are going to be playing during this time so while they're not really double game week teams for mls fantasy they essentially are double game week teams as far as play rotations may go. Uh, fortunately, all of these teams, caveat, are playing at home uh, in the U.S. at least, I guess we can say. Yeah. They're, they're playing domestically mm-hmm. this round. So Orlando's playing at home, Philly's playing at home, and then Houston is hosting St. Louis this um, week on February 27th. Then on February 28th, Cincinnati is home, and then Nashville are playing home games. Then on February 29th, New England is playing a home game as well. So all six of those teams are playing uh, at home or in the U.S. this week, and so keep an eye on rotations for them and how that may impact your fantasy team. Did they all tie this weekend? They did. Oh, I did not look that up.
2: Orlando, Philly, Houston, St. Louis, Cincinnati, and Nashville all tied. New lost, and New England lost with yep. a red card. So take that for what they you want. They got won. smacked, so, though. And
0: there they've... was not
2: a win in a team this weekend in MLS for whom was in from CCC. From
0: CCC. There we go. Yeah. Rough, rough times. There. Rough times. Uh, we do have some updates for players returning from suspensions and some cards and everything. And with Tyler here, I will throw that to you. All right. Um,
1: I'll just start off with suspensions that are going to be returning this week. Uh, Matt Miazga had his suspension reduced, so he should be back this week if he's fit. Robert Schlegel for Orlando could be in, but he's usually a sub center back, so put put an asterisk on that one. And Mark Anthony K. Don't know where he would fit, but he has a chance to return he's back from his suspension from the playoffs meanwhile people that are now suspended for next week we have two red cards from the week one one was rioni and he deserved it and the other one was marky delgado and he did not deserve it um i would keep an eye on disco for marky delgado because his second yellow card was actually ridiculous he like fell down landed on i don't even know whose foot and got a, a second yellow red card for it. So, he doesn't yep. deserve it.
2: Well, that referee was interesting. Yeah, he was. Sorry, that DJ was interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Injuries that I saw happen this week. And some of them I have asterisks that they might be back early. From what news I saw. Uh, Mo Farsi subbed out. And it looked like he was in a lot of pain when he subbed out. Uh, It looked like a lower leg injury for him. He plays for Columbus. So there's a possibility. I haven't heard an update on that. Tim Parker subbed out early with a hammy. But there was already an update saying he's training for the team for CCC tomorrow. So I'd put an asterisk on that one. Evander was a late scratch from the uh, lineup. I think he's probably gonna be okay. Probably just like a fitness thing, to be honest, or just a bander being a Vander <laughs> Uh Andrew Gutman looked really bad with his That subs. looked rough. He pulled his hammy like in five minutes, so he could be out for a while. And then Leo Weissenen also got subbed pretty early with I think it also looked like a hammy. Just the a week of hammies other notable absences from this week but they could be back they just have to take you can just week.
2: give me all the sounders ones you do the rest of them um
1: <laughs> okay i'll give you the sounders i was gonna say uh blake and crapo are the, were the two big goalkeepers yeah. that missed mm-hmm. blake's was pretty well known crapo was like a question mark of why he missed yep. it says not injury so maybe he has some um, some paperwork stuff, A baby or something? Or that. Um Mukhtar and Surridge both had missed, but they were questionable going into it. Oh, Tolkien missed. Reynoso and Bongo Kuthle Khlongwane missed. It. I just had to do that. Yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> um, Hector Herrera has rumors that he might be out for like three months. I saw this. So that could be alarming. How... Houston's going to adjust. And then Dreesy and Hacy's Ferreira also missed when they were only listed as questionable. Go ahead, Ashley. Give us our sounder list.
2: <laughs> Stephen Fry hurt his hip. He's out. Unclear if he'll be fit, but he was supposedly should be practicing this week. Well, not more on Tuesday. Uh, Albert Rusnak is out for the Sounders. Um, his was also... Less, but he's not expected to play this weekend. Uh, Pedro de la Vega is fitness, that's why he wasn't starting match fitness. Um, I don't expect him to start, but we'll get into that in a little bit with player picks. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Ariaga. sorry, 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 Yamar, and- visa, visa issues. So, Yamar wasn't starting. Um, and then Joel Paulo was a precautionary, I thought it was quad, not hamstring. It
1: was something it, different. It was something in his leg.
2: Mm-hmm. And he should be ready to go by this next week, supposedly. But again, we see a lot more of these things on Tuesday once they do the coaches suppressors with practice. So
1: It looks like Blake's like, already out for Saprissa, so he might be out this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Good value pick for the weekend, though. <laughs> Their goalie was, what, like five? Yeah. The Philly goalie?
0: Yeah, I think he's like 5'5 mm-hmm. five five or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's several players with with Visa concerns right at the beginning of the season. as well. Right? Come on, people. Yeah. Get your yeah. get your P1s I mean, in order. Come on. But Yemo's been dealing players, with Visa so. for for weeks, though. It was like he didn't
2: even get to go to preseason with the Sounders for work. Like, who is on that? What legal person is dropping
1: the ball? It's all Kripal. these Kripal. He's players who've been in here for a while, too.
0: It's The Kripal new players have
2: Canadian. It. What work, Visa, are we working through so from, as, as, like...
0: As an HR guy, I have thoughts and comments. As an HR guy, I have thoughts and comments. As a not HR gal, I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see. Well, we will help people understand by keeping an eye on when they're coming back and letting everyone know. So thank you so much for those updates. Uh, We are going to get into player recommendations coming up right after this. Alright, welcome back to our final segment of the show. Our player targets going in to round two. So we're gonna start as always with keepers and offenders. Ashley.
2: Yeah, I uh, I give myself the ability to opt out of this, but currently I'm keeperoing Takioka to Thomas for Seattle. I don't expect Stefan Fry to be back. Um I'm happy, personally, I'm happy to be wrong and have to tinker someone else in for fantasy. Um, But from what I read, I think that Andrew Thomas will be in goal again for Seattle, who are home against Austin, Drew UC-less Austin. Um, So I I, I like Vancouver this week. I think you'll hear a lot of us say a couple of names um, from them. But there's some other matchups that I'm rowing intrigued in, but right now Takioka to Thomas is is what I'm doing and I'll scrub Thomas as a keeper Um if Takioka hits. Uh for defenders, I'm a little spread out this week. Um like I said there weren't a ton of shutouts in round one. So I'm kind of trying to lean towards either budget or bonus point producing. <laughs> so on the scale of bonus point producing, I'm looking at Zach McGraw and Compost. Uh, both 5.8 for uh, Portland, and then LAFC who scored five points without a shutout. Um, that you'd take that, you know, any any day of the week as a defender, right? Um, so I'm I'm looking at them. Alex Roldan for Seattle at 5.6. I'm also considering. Um, he just looked really active on that wing. I liked how he looked in the game. Um, I'm I'm interested to see him at home for Seattle. I think you guys. Know me well enough that when it comes to fantasy, I'm not a great Sounders fan, even though I'm a big Sounders fan. Uh, and so the double up makes me nervous. I'm I'm not quite as confident in in that as I think some other people might be. Tyler might disagree, um, but the the double up of a possible defender and Sounder combo I don't love. Uh, and then I also really like uh, Junqua. How would I do, Tyler? I felt pretty decent Young, about it. Junqua, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Kind okay, of great. for uh, yeah. price rise for FC Dallas. FC Dallas is a, is a decent matchup, um, and he's 4.6. And then I'm also considering uh, I will definitely be keeping Melanda on my bench um, for for price rise value. Uh, like I said, I don't really think Charlotte are going to come into Vancouver and pull out a shutout. Um, but he produced enough that I think it's worth just keeping him around. Uh, and then also Bombito, which was a really fun name to learn. As points rolled in this week for uh, for Colorado at four point four, was a, re- a really sorry, Christian's comment made me laugh. Uh, for Colorado was an interesting start, but Colorado looked in shambles. So I don't even know. I love to price hunt uh, the first couple weeks of the season, but I don't even know if I can justify price hunting for Colorado after the performance that they put out. Uh, And then I'm also considering Red Bull defense. Red Bull defense looked good. Mm -hmm. Um, They looked pretty solid. Going into Nashville is never easy, even though they're missing some players. Um, They put together a pretty decent performance. They have a pretty decent matchup this week. So um, that is a team that I'm targeting, and I I understand that this isn't the most effective, but I haven't singled out who from that team I like the most. You know, Houston's going to be playing in, in CCC midweek. Um, they're missing some key players, so I know it's a road game for Red Bull, but they're definitely a team that I'm, that I'm going to line up watch for.
0: Tyler?
1: Uh, I'm actually on this weird keeperu, but I don't know if I actually want to do a keeperu. So, yeah. I'm between Schulte and Coronel, but I'm leaning closer to Coronel because okay. he already is on a price rise. Mm-hmm. Um into thomas just because he's so cheap if he yeah. starts if he doesn't start i just put it as a scrub
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but i do really like the idea of going into thomas at 4.9 yeah i did look back when you mentioned Takayoka, and i was like oh he is 0. 0.5 cheaper and with my uh Nathan yeah. smith budget i might need to do that yeah. so
0: of course you make that start So so, Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll save it for my part.
1: (laughs) But I'm I'm probably having Cornell as my main keeper though, Uh. and on top of that, I'm going to double up because I love to double up my goalie and my defenders. That's just how I play. I really like this new signing that the Red Bulls have as their center Mm -hmm. back, Noah Ely. Mm -hmm. He looks so good, and I he even scored a nine with this busted scoring for defenders yeah so I was like uh maybe he is a good choice uh so I'm between him or Kyle Duncan I think it's going to depend on what the lineups are for me but at 6.0 Ely is probably my go-to save a little bit on it
0: I mean a quick comment there he got the nine points from the clean sheet we're looking at a floor for most quality defenders being four points Passes. Yeah. government's played. So like th- this is this is classic clean sheet hunting. Not disagreeing, but that's where the nine comes from.
2: Nine's not a clean sheet. He's the got there. It was a clean
0: there. sheet. Passes two I'm passing
1: playing. bonus, and so then he was if we one just, off clearance yeah. and one off key pass. Yeah. yeah. So he he had a lot of stats potential. Ready to potential. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of potential. <laughs> um, and then I currently have uh endelay for dallas at 4.0 just because he's a cheap starter and i'm like why not you
2: play where farfan plays am i wrong uh
1: probably but i think farfan is still out um if he starts again i'll play him again because 4.0 you can't go wrong with that as a starter it saves so much money oh well either way 4.0, 4.0, I don't care what team you're on. I'll yeah, throw you on my you. bench. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you get a price rise. Yep. Yeah. I did it last week just because. Okay. Because I didn't have Milanda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do want a Seattle guy, but at the same time, a lot of them are on price drops. So I might avoid that. Yeah. Just because of the price drops. And instead, I might grab price risers like a Milanda, like a Bombito, mm-hmm. or a. Com- uh, Campos, Omar Campos.
2: I want I'm everyone all... to hear what you just said because I think that it's really important for people that are middle or low, like new players. I mean, that the, the Sounders players—that's a clean sheet hunt. We we're clean sheet hunting. There wasn't a lot of bonus point production in that back line, but if they don't get that clean sheet, they're going to drop price more. And so I think it's—I think it's important that people understand. And uh, now. I think it is perfectly plausible that the Sounders do get a clean sheet in a home opener against Austin. However, there is a higher risk to a a reward with these players who dropped points Week 1 looking for shutouts for Week 2. So I think that was a really good point, Tyler. I just wanted to emphasize what you just said.
1: Yeah, as much as I want them like Alex Jordan and New both scored a zero, they're going to be on a 0. 0.5 drop if they mm-hmm. don't score more than three, I'd say, mm-hmm. which is hard in this new system. And then the other name, I just kind of want to throw out there because it's it's just that feeling. I, I wrote down Burke Risa on my list because I just feel like he's going to do something. I don't know why. And I get these weird feelings and that's why I write an article. So okay. maybe Brick is, is that play. He's okay. the what what what's the okay. what did you say who's he play for or Yeah, who's he play for? plays for NYCFC.
0: Okay. I and have they, to go help with baby roos, so you guys just keep it going. All right.
1: Um they are at City Park playing in St. Louis, so it's like a rough one. Yeah, let St. Louis plays midweeks. They do play midweek, so maybe there's a yeah. chance. Yeah. But Brook Reese is just a name that I have out there. Yep. I'm
2: here for that. I let your gut picks are there for a reason. I, uh, I want to highlight what Tyler said earlier in the show, uh, which was road teams picked up seven draws and only one win in round one. Um, so there's some teams that we've mentioned that we're looking at. LAFC, at RSL, that's a road team. Um, Red Bull at Houston that's a road team uh but uh, we we know that that's <laughs> contradictory yeah we're looking at it as a matchup um and you know home home trust is real I think it's also important to look at those matchups um and see what is a home opener ourselves isn't a home opener those games are bigger games so um
1: and Houston what, being in concaca I yeah. that's why I'm looking at the Red Bulls because 100%. They're in CCC, even if yep. the Red Bulls are on the road.
2: And like we also said earlier in the show, CCC teams, not one of them won. Not a single CCC team won. Everyone tied or lost. So, um, And most of those ties were 0-0 ties. Not all of them. Philly was a crazy 2-2. But um, mm-hmm. I believe the rest were 0-0 ties. So just something to think about as we're talking about defenders that maybe, like I said, kind of contradict some other aspects of what we're saying from round one. Um, but still this is where I think gut and data come together, right? So yeah. it's just making that choice. So let's move uh let's move on to midfielders. Um for midfielders, we overlap a little bit, but you go ahead and take take what you like.
1: Alright. Um I've been switching it around like the entire podcast. <laughs> I think my two absolute locks are heel and lucho.
2: Okay.
1: Heel just Screams, bonus points. He didn't lose anything. He but, looked great. I mean, he he looked amazing. I late in... dropped him and regretted it. I, like yeah. I liked him all week. They're in CCC, right? Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. They are, I mean, but...
2: both of the players you just said will play midweek, but, but also produced on the weekend.
1: Yeah, and he looked absolutely amazing. Like, yep. stunner goal. Even though they were down a man, he still was producing. Yep. And imagine if they are Playing with 11 and actually right. have a forward up there that's not being dumb,
2: sure.
1: Like, sure. I feel and like Lucio got could, eight points.
2: Lucio got eight points with no goal. Lucho got eight with,
1: yeah. With I no should point points. out
2: they're expensive, the two, they are
1: nine five and nine four, mm-hmm. but they're also both on a rise, so sure, yep. That's, yep. that's another thing to think about Um, I also Really like Ricky Pooch Who is also expensive but he I just, so good I want a part of that LA attack it, Yeah Especially with that being a Cali Classico mm-hmm. Like, there's gonna be goals in that game mm-hmm. Where they okay. come from I don't know, but there's what going to, to be goals yeah. And I also want to have My eye on Paint still I don't know if he'll be a mid, but If he is, I'm going to maybe switch Pooch to Pencil. Um, My other two picks right now are... (laughs) I actually didn't write this in here. Um... Oh, I did. I was on Williamson if Evander isn't there, but then I realized he's too expensive for my cheap budget. (laughs) So I moved Williamson to my budget cheap option of Kowalsik for Houston. Okay. Uh, he's been playing in that 10 spot with mm-hmm. uh, Hector Herrera out and he's only sure. 4.8. 4.8 mid. He scored a 5 last week so he's already on a point mm-hmm. three rise. Yeah. I feel like he could be one of those cheap good options going forward and if you're like me and need that cheap bench play sure. Kowalsik is, is the guy. And I was looking at Gutierrez, but I might have to downgrade to Herbers. As much as I don't want to do it, Herbers mm-hmm. also didn't deserve his assist. By the way, I don't know if anybody watched that game. No, I but saw that replay. Shakiri got that assist. Yeah. So Herbers should be down like three points, four points. Maybe. Yeah, but
2: he maybe. should still price rise, right? I mean, they're playing yes, FC CC, so rise. maybe
1: not. But he's on a price rise, so and they're home. So, mm-hmm. you could consider mm-hmm. that. So, I might just throw Herbers and Kowalczyk on the bench and do, like, an Otteru situation.
0: Yeah.
2: I
1: hear that. What, what do you got?
2: Uh, I also really like Ricky Puig this week. He was one of the first people on my team. Honestly, Forsberg, even with the road game, um, I just really liked watching him. We we were able to watch a little bit more soccer. We don't know, normally get to watch a lot of games on the weekend between kid and life. Um, But we watched a lot this week, and... He just looked great. I really liked him, and so it's unfortunate they have to travel a second week in a row. Uh, but I really do like what I saw, and I think his point, point production will continue in the same way. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, even though there's no travel, that the you know Houston being in CCC will have an impact, and and Red Bull can make more of an impact. Um, I really like Ryan gold this week. Vancouver, like I said. It, earlier in the show is that team that I'm really looking at for their matchup. Um, Charlotte scored one goal at home in front of 62,000 people, and it was a somewhat scrappy header from a set piece. So um, I I do like Vancouver. They had the first week out, which I think could go either way. You know, a lot of people say, well, oh, they got an extra week to rest, but they also had a week without play. And so I think that could go either way. At the end of last season, I would actually say through most of last season, um Vancouver was a tough place to play more so than I've seen it be in a couple of seasons and so um they had a pretty decent preseason Gold is the person I like I'm not sleeping on Krylak he's really contributed in that formation um but because he's new to the team and Gold is a point producer we kind of know better uh that's where I'm leaning this week I also really like Heel. Um, for the money, you have to back it up, and you know they're going to be missing their striker. But I think that his matchup, even with you know CCC, I'm definitely going to pay attention to CCC and see how that goes for them midweek. But I do still like that matchup. Um, I think that the budget, you know, midfielder shouts are good. I I like Kowalski, even though he is on a fake double right with CCC. Um, I think that. You know, Gomez is still a good budget shout for Miami, even though they're going to Orlando. Um, and I think Herberts for Chicago, I agree with you. I think that stat is a little implanted. But if he's a 5.5 midy and he's playing, I think that's great. Um, if you want to talk out of position, um, I think that Bogush is someone that should be paid attention to this week for sure. RSL did a double last week. Um, it's a home game and altitude always comes into play for opposing teams, but the way that LAFC had him lined up. Now, his goal was like a wonder goal. So, I also think that that stat is a little inflated, but he did contribute and he did look good. Um, and he's playing as a striker and listed as a midfielder. So, well, in like a front three, but you know what I mean. So, <laughs> I really like him this week. I'm just trying to figure out where to fit that in financially. I had a good price rise, but not that good of a price rise. And then I don't do this often, so I feel like I can give myself grace to say it. But I am going to make a homer pick. And if Pedro De La Vega starts this game, if he starts, I think he goes at least 65. I think if they're going to start him, he's going to go not full game, but he's going to he's gonna go enough of a game. Um, I just really liked him. I liked what I saw. I liked his movement. I liked his passing. I think he will fit well in the game, and he's on a rise because of the goal last week from the penalty spot. Um, He's contributing. He's doing the, you know, when we started breaking down those key passes and realizing that some of the key passes are actually, like, offensive bonus points and passes within the opponent's box, I think that you could see a lot of that from him. However, if the Sounders are still missing Albert Rusnak and Joel Paolo, I don't know that it's the same kind of build up so for his price at 8.3 um I need to see a, a good Sounder starting do you know what I mean like I need to see a good Sounder starting 11 um and also him playing uh is the Mac sorry is Miami not playing in Orlando did I say that wrong I know Christian's at me. no oh it's a home game my apologies Miami is at home but they're playing Orlando I was close um but no, i I think Pedro de la Vega is is a Homer pick, but I don't know. I just really liked him. And so I'm interested to see what he could produce from point. and like if he wasn't on a rise, <laughs> I think I'd feel right. And I think I'd feel a little more off of him. Um, but because he's on a point three rise and and you know there's some possibility there. Um, but I just need to, it depends on who's around him. I think that that's a super contingent part. Um, I'm not in love with a Williamson or a Vander pick this week. I wanted to look at Portland, but, um, I agree with what Reed said earlier that, you know, some of their stats, are, they are, they were, they were really lacking bonus points and they produce, I mean, points are points, Right. So if you can get goal contributions, then get goal contributions, right? Yosef Martinez was one of our favorite players for years, and I think he probably got less than 50 bonus points in his entire you know time in the game. So um, if they're going to produce, they're going to produce. But it was interesting to me to see Evander as a late scratch. It was – I, even as a center fan, I loved watching Eric Williams get that goal. That poor man and his ACLs have been through a time. Um, so, yeah, I just – i don't know that i'm in for their midfields but um until we see how they point produce do you know what i mean like i i just want to see where the how the points are coming it is you know as our friend ryan likes to say it's a small sample size so while i like the portland matchup um i'm nervous about where they're the, the midfield from them this week i like zach mcgraw we'll talk about forwards in a second but midfield wise i think there's some better options this this round Oh, I can't hear
1: you for some reason. Oh, there we there go. There we go. <laughs> um, I do gotta say that one thing that I've learned over the years is you never bet for or against Portland.
2: Hundred percent agree. Couldn't agree Like
1: more. Portland will score when you least expect it. Yep. They'll give up goals when you least expect it. Like they, they're such a weird team over many 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 years that yep. being said I expect this game to be a shootout I wouldn't be surprised if it ends like a three two or a two two I think it's gonna be a very high scoring game
2: yeah I agree so it's just uh, do the goals come from the same place as they did last you know what I mean so with, with that I said let's 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 move into strikers with that comment then because I think we're both gonna want to talk or touch on that from both sides of that
1: game. I also um. want to say that you made a good point on Bogus. She was one that I looked at for a while, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on to Forwards.
2: Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Uh, I liked Denny Buongo this week. He was like a panic ad for me. I literally spent all week, I think I'm quite certain I said on here, that I didn't want to spend the money on Kucho. There were other places I could spend the money. By the time we got to the Sounders game, I know that sounds dumb, but by the time the Sounders game came around, I had so many scrubs I had to put in, that I could afford a 9.0 striker. And so tinkering in Denis Bawanga made the most sense to me of who was left at the time as a, as a bench play, because he was a bench play for me. Um, and he produced. So he's also on a rise. He's going to a team whose defense, you know, has has let in a couple of goals. Um, didn't look bad, but didn't look great. Uh, but didn't keep a shutout, you know, these first two two games so I like Denis Villanga he is expensive he's 9.5 I think that's important to pay attention to because um, there's some definitely some cheaper options that aren't on the road but he's on the road against a team who's played twice in one week and couldn't keep a shot out uh I also like Brian White he, he's someone that surprised me a lot last year he was very streaky um, but this is their first game. It's a home game against a weaker defensive team in Charlotte, who's traveling all the way across the country to play on turf. Well, they play on turf, but um, I think at eight, it's a pretty decent shout. And then I currently have Anthony.
1: After all which that is, talk.
2: Which is hard um, because I think, you know, I've said this a thousand times times on the show, but a player who scores a hat-trick never scores another hat-trick the next week, and I think that that's mostly true about a brace. However, like you said, I think there's going to be goals in this game, and it was kind of up to grabs from my perspective, from what I had read. Obviously, I don't watch Portland preseason, but the things I'd read about their projected lineup, it was kind of up for grabs, who was going to be in that striker spot. He did a good job, break one. You can't overlook it. Yeah. To, n- n- not a lot of bonus points but to bag a brace that's something to consider and you know dc defense has never been a stout defense i don't think they continue to be one i know <laughs> technically they did a good job but they were playing you know a down a man, up a man for six yeah they were up a man for so long um and new england doesn't have a ton and they were still able i mean carlos heel is a wonder goal scorer but they were still able to put a goal past them so Traveling to Providence is no slouch. It's a very tough place to play. Um, and so I think there's going to be goals in this game, and Anthony is someone that I'm I'm looking at. I will say I'm still considering Messi. He's just expensive. I was never not going to have him um, on a double opening weekend, especially when one of his games was a home opener and the other was in L.A., Uh, But for 10.5, I think it's now you have to start weighing it out. He's at home. I know I misspoke earlier. I apologize. He's at home. He's playing Orlando. Orlando's playing in CCC midweek. How does that factor in? Um, They didn't look great uh, in their home game, that 0-0 tie against Montreal. Montreal has been a team that Orlando could get points out of in previous seasons. They weren't able to do it opening weekend. So... Um, can Messi put points on Orlando? I sure think so. Uh, but I'm also interested to see what that lineup looks like. By game two, Suarez looked done. He looked so broken and almost like hobbling around. So is he playing at striker or is it Campana? Is Busquets in? Are they going to rotate because they all just did the double? You know, there's a lot of things that I think go into play there. They put out the same starting lineup twice in one week. Um, and there's a lot of older players on that team. So... I like Messi this week, depending on who's around him, and I think that there's a lot of other similar points you should or should be able to get um, for less money, you know. And while we still ease into this game, his price tag is going to matter. His price tag is going to matter for at least another nine, ten rounds, right? Um, so I I think that that's something to talk about. But I and uh, again to talk about a, a kind of on the bubble striker for me. I like Cucho. I know he missed a PK. He's still produced. He scored a goal. Um, Cucho seems to do well, even, you know, home and away. Um, I don't want to take away from what Minnesota pulled off at Austin. I thought that was a great performance. I think they have a pretty sturdy defense, uh, but they're not the. Uh, I, you know, Christian can correct me if I misspeak here. I'm happy to to be told so, but. Not the biggest home defensive force, you know, recently. Not a ton of defensive reinforcements brought in. Um, I'm Minnesota, to me, is also a team, like you said earlier about Portland, they're not a team I like to bet on or against. And so Cucho, to me, is a little bit of betting against Minnesota, but it's also betting on Cucho because he produced week one at home against a re- very decent Atlanta team. Um, I think he could produce again. The reason he's not on my must have list is because he's a road striker, right? My two my two instant in the game strikers for me were Brian White at home and Anthony at home. Um Bawanga I fit in just because of the matchup and because of his first week production. But I think you could say the same thing about Cucho as you as you could about Denis Bawanga, right? So that's kind of where I'm leaning. I avoided one on purpose, so I'll let you take that. But what are you what are you looking at?
1: Um I think to counter your <laughs> argument on Messi, me. that he should be in everybody's team. Okay. And I'm not even like a like. A, I'm the messy like, person Messi here, guy. so I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm really I slipping on my job. I think he needs to be in everybody's team. Because okay. if you look at his bonus points that he got, I know that this is going to be a huge talking to, talking talking point. Um, he had 13 key passes week one. 10 in week two mm-hmm. and then he had five shots week one eight in week two, or game one eight in game two also this is a rivalry game
2: sure
1: miami okay, yeah. and orlando are just across the state from each other mm-hmm. it's it's a big rivalry the, pl- the players know that and yeah. i'm sure that Messi will show up for that too now sure. i understand that suarez is is not great he's I mean, I mean, like. But Messi doesn't like need time. him. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah He doesn't yeah. need Suarez. No.
2: Messi doesn't and need him. The,
1: and the commentators were even making a comment that Suarez was running like 10 to 20 yards and then no, he would hobble because he was so, so hurt. In the
2: second game.
1: Right? He's yeah. going to be. In the up
2: second a game, comparison. he
1: was a little, yeah. But in the
2: first game, he looked fine. He looked great.
1: Yeah. Are we, are we <laughs> losing the strength? in the stream. Did Reed go down?
2: No, uh Reed's not coming back. It's you. It's fine.
1: Was that is that just me? It was just you. Uh oh. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Okay. Um I guess my internet was dropping. Um so I really like Messi this week and sure, I, think I that hear that. He's, he's going to continue to impress. Week, week over week. He's going to be just phenomenal, just as he is, you know, the best he's player in current, current play. Um, And then my second pick, again, someone you were like, oh, I'd consider him, but he's on the road. <laughs> I really like Kucho. Yeah, me For too. For the same exact reasons. Same reasons where, like, he's he's still producing a lot of points, even though he's mm-hmm. on the road or like in general. And if he doesn't miss that PK, he ends the week on 16 points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's sure. ridiculous. Yeah. With this new scoring change, he's going to be just a phenomenal player.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think to go on, to like add to the point that I'm trying to get to, we cannot be cheaping out on forwards. No, they're picking up the points. That's
2: where the points are coming in this new system
1: are the elite strikers. Yes. Especially the elite ones. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to grab those really, really good forwards because they're what's going to
2: boost your score ridiculously. So, like, Sealy, he got three additional points with his bonus points, right?
1: I think that's where he's playing, though, because Mm -hmm. he's playing in the Jesus Ferreira spot. Mm hmm. And if Jesus Ferreira is back, I think Sealy gets benched. I don't know for sure. If uh, Strix is in chat, he can correct me on that. But I think sure. that Sealy gets benched if Ferreira is back.
2: I think so.
1: And then um, Lightning sometimes might strike twice? Question mark. Um, <laughs> I have been techie again. I know he's <laughs> yeah. on the road. But it's a guaranteed price rise. By 0.5, 100% guaranteed price rise. Mm -hmm. There's no putting it two ways. And uh, I just, I see goals in that game. I know I said earlier, don't bet for or against Portland. But I'm going to bet against Portland. And I'm going to say Benteke will score against them. I mean, they,
2: they let in a goal. He's definitely feeling himself. I agree with you that that midfield has bolstered a little bit. Um and so I th- I think it's made them a little more consistent. He's a good striker. Um, I think he and Zach McGraw will be a good matchup. Um, but Portland, I mean, they let in a goal last week, and Colorado was dead in the water. So I think if D.C. can get a goal, it should it should come through Benteke. It's just, are yeah. they?
1: And, yeah. I And like I said, I think it's going to be a goal first regardless. Sure. I... I want Bulonga, but I think that Venteke is my play because of my money situation. Sure. And I like how I say I'm low money and I play, like, three premium midfielders. Sure. Um, Well,
2: I mean, I I do want to remind people, you know, as we start to wrap up here, that more advanced middies are 10s. And the strikers are who were producing the most bonus points in round one in this new system. And that's not to take away like from wingers or other midis, but um, it, it was the more creative attacking players that were produced, especially passes in the opposition's box, right? Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of layers to the new pricing. I want to go back to that. Um, but when you're spending the money it's important to make sure that it's the people who at least round one, as we work through sample sizing, um, we're getting those extra points for what that they do week over week, right? What Carlos Hill does week over week is gonna be pretty consistent. What Messi belong, like the, yeah, they're top tier for a reason, right? Um, so I think it's important to consider who benefited week round one from the the points change because uh, it's likely that they continue to do that, but home and away does does, I think does, play into it. So, um, you know, uh, when the the pricier people generally did point produce when you know they were in a different position, you know, or in their natural position, yeah. I should say. Sorry. Um, so I I think that's just where you spend your money, but you gotta you gotta price hunt a little bit, right? Like, I think Steely is a great price option. Personally, I am keeping some of these prime forwards because of what they're doing in this new point system before we really kind of start to have a better understanding or more explanation, right? Um, forwards are just picking up points. So yep. without scoring, which is something a lot of these strikers don't normally do. So anyways, we won't go down that tangent too much, but
1: a lot I of... Do... Go ahead. Go I... ahead. I do want to point out a couple other picks. Seeley, we've mentioned a lot. If -hmm. he is starting, I think he's a great 5.0 cheap option. Yep.
2: Um,
1: I don't know why I put this on here, but Rafael Navarro, if Colorado starts to click, even though, like, they have so many weapons, like, they could be dangerous. Sure. But they're being Colorado. Maybe because they're at home, Rafael Navarro can do something. Sure. And last, St. Louis needs to just start him. But Big Sam Adren Adrenar Adren- Adener- a Adener- Adenerin. Adenerin. Yeah, Adenerin. Adenerin. I always spell his name wrong. Uh Big Sam needs to start. And he looks great. when he does start, he's gonna be scoring goals. He yeah. looks amazing. And I think he could score more than Klaus if he gets starts.
2: So. I will fight you there, but I hear I hear you. I think, I think Big Sam should start. I think he's a great budget option. I think he really helps that attack. Um, but we, you and I don't make the decision. No one asks us, so we'll see where he ends up. Yeah. Um, those are definitely good budget picks. It's nice to have budget picks everywhere on the field to a certain extent right now, right? Um, I think you can find some cheap options at all, three, so all four spots, really, because there's some keepers starting that have no business starting. Um, let's get into... Take captain picks as we start to wrap up, and uh, you and I are different here. So I, like I said, I'm leaning heavy into Vancouver this week. I'm not sure why. It's just where where my head goes as I you know first start to look through these matchups on a Monday, um, and so I'm I'm going gold. I might go white because of what we just talked about. How I feel like some of these point changes are really favoring uh, certain strikers. Uh, and I think he might be one of them. The thing that makes me nervous, I know this sounds insane, it's just that they haven't played yet. Vancouver hasn't played yet. And so I don't know how they're going to fit <laughs> into this new point structure system. But um, the two of them are who, who stood out to me the most as captains this week. But that's, like I said, I'm kind of favoring that matchup. So uh, who who do you like? Who, who are your captain choices this week?
1: I think Messi's like the go-to captain sure. pick. But... I is also he, um... am heavily leaning on heal. I just don't okay. like captaining the last player in a game week.
2: I hate it. I almost won't thing.
1: do it. Yeah. yeah. It's a personal thing, and that's the only reason I don't want to do heal. But I'm between heal because it's Toronto. I know they looked good. Yep. But their defense was a little shaky. Mm-hmm. I think it was their offense that looked good. And then... So yeah, I'm between Messi and Heal, but I'm leaning towards Messi because okay. one, it's earlier, and two, it's a rivalry matchup. Yeah, and he's messy. And he's messy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout. Um, we'll go ahead. You know, let the people decide. We're very, we're very different this week, which I think is good. Um, and Reed didn't pick a captain, so we have no input from him. Um, we can go ahead and go into to plugs, even though Reed's not here to to support us in that. Do you have any plugs this week, Tyler?
1: Um, hold on, I'm doing my my food order.
2: Okay. Tyler's <laughs> plugging DoorDash, uh, our
1: sponsor
2: of Angel City FC. Uh, I will go ahead and plug the Discord community as always who deserves a plug every week. Um, I personally really appreciated um not just the like the feedback cuz I know not all of it was was great, but I really appreciated the conversations that happened this week as we all kind of worked through what I'm dubbing this new era um, of MLS scoring. I mean, switching switching stat companies we knew would be a change. I don't know that all of us were prepared for it, um, but I did, you know, more than ever appreciate reading people's perspective, having some things explained to me that I didn't understand. I'm not a I, I'm a data person on the surface. I am not a deep data person. I can't tell you how LAFC usually plays on the East Coast on a Tuesday, right? There's a lot of you out there that can. Um, I like your surface level data points and I take those into effect. And I also play with a lot of gut. Um, And so I really appreciated the way people broke some of this stuff down, explained these things, um, asked questions, didn't just get angry. It was a very like, I just found it very helpful, if that makes sense, to both Engage in conversation and just read through conversations. And so, um, shout out to Discord for, for handling change as best as I think could be. Um, especially as we continue to try to navigate that change and figure some things out. So, um, you know, shout out to Discord for just being being what it is and being that supportive place. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. I'm uh, well, oh, sorry, do you have I'll, a real plug? That's yeah. not DoorDash. I'll, okay? I'll
1: just, I'll plug the... The differentials article, yes, especially with the help of uh, of Brandon and Matt recently. It's mm-hmm. going to, I think it's going to start to improve the quality, and we are actually putting a lot of work in and trying to make them come out sooner as well, so that people actually have time to look through the picks. Yeah. So
2: yeah, I love your differentials. I fit, I live with a differential. Um, I'm married to one. I walk through those, you know, those types of pics every week and say, "What are you doing?" And uh, there's always some very fun endings to those things. So I love th- what you put out. I'm so happy that Brendan and Matt are doing that with you too. I think that's going to be really great. Um, so yeah, shout out there. Just so anyone who's watching, I'm sure Reed will edit appropriately, but just so anyone who's watching isn't worried, um, Reed's baby had some tummy troubles, and so Reed ran out to to help baby Roo. Uh, he will not be returning to us if you can't, can't already tell. Um, everything's fine, uh, but, you know, when babies puke, you, you go a running. So uh, I will do the honors of saying to you all this round, and as always, good luck. <sighs>